You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind. The only wrestling podcast by fans who don't hate wrestling. Hello everybody, welcome to Phoenix 92.5 FM, the True Pet Channel, Nerdtonal Media, and of course, the WrestlingRewind.com. My name is Daryl O'Connor, and you are listening to the Wrestling Rewind. Um, we haven't done a show in a while, it's been a bit mad, I've been in five countries in two weeks, and it I don't even know what time it is, Martin, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> it's wrestling time, Dara. Wrestling time, it's wrestling time, but uh, thank you so much for sticking with us. We're getting to the end of the year. Uh, in one sense, and at the start of the year, in another sense. So uh, keep tuned to our social media because we'll be having our uh, kind of what we're doing as far as best of shows, year-end shows, all that kind of stuff. We'll have that up on our social media as well. But I'm not alone, as you heard him. Um, of course, he's one and oh, you know, me loving fast man on his feet. Mr. Martin Herty, how are you, Martin? Grand. I'm telling you, Dara, the, uh, we'll get into the news. Obviously, there's more more stuff about C. I feel like this is the CM Punk show we do every week. Apparently he's getting ready to move on. <laughs> that's the last but, news I heard. But that, that's the opposite of what I heard. But right. the, prob- the point is that I'm I'm starting to give up on ever getting me fight with him. But I'm thinking, I'm an undefeated MMA fighter and you're a, a recently minted, uh, uh, was it a, a black, red belt? Red belt, just before black. Recently minted red belt. I think there's a there's a showdown brewing. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. I mean, I I'm still holding out that you will. I, I like the plan that you had where you you feud with his friend and then he gets involved. Yes, I think, I think and this will probably this will probably scandalize the listeners because I know scandalize. we have a, we have a lot of a lot of animal lovers out there. I might just boot Larry the dog. I might just run up on him while he's out walking the dog and just punt Larry the dog into the next neighborhood. Like a Randy Orton kind of style, proper heel turn. Because <laughs> yeah. that's something Randy Orton would have totally done back in the day. <laughs> uh, I don't know, that would work. I mean, I don't know, you could maybe call him out on his terrible Hulk comics. It's like, Punk, your Hulk run was the worst ever, and that's saying something. I, th- I see that's I don't think he'd even take that personally enough I, I, like that's why I've I've even skipped over like uh like insulting his wife or anything I think if oh, I yeah. kick Larry the dog that'll that'll do it <laughs> the only thing that would do it. <laughs> not that we condone this ladies and gentlemen it's just you know Martin no, really wants to have this this, this showdown it's, uh, it's as the <clears throat> it's as Jim Ross Jim Ross said in the 2000 Royal Rumble desperate times call for desperate measures <laughs> 
I love the way we've been teasing the 2000 Royal Rumble for about two years now at this point. Because <laughs> I, mean, I know once we see it, we won't be able to go watch it again because I just watch that all the time and, you know, it, it, w- it would ruin it. But, uh, yeah, it's such a, it's a, such a great... We need it. We need to tease it and tease it and tease it and tease it and make people think we're never going to do it and then put it behind a paywall. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we roll, folks. That's how we roll. Um, anyway, yeah, as I said, I've just been crazy busy that I haven't actually had a chance to to go through. This is, that was actually behind a paywall for years. So I don't really know how we're going to do that. Uh, I'm trying to figure out if, if a Patreon is a good way to do it or if uh, James wants to put it up or I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. As I said, I've been traveling all over the place. So Dara's been very coy about why he's been busy and why he's been traveling. Our friend and comrade here is a living rock star. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, what, people, what people don't tell you about being in the band is it's traveling loads to play a show, to play very limited shows. So, it, you know, I was lied to Martin. If he had said you're going to be in airports for hours, um, <laughs> I would be like, ah, that's kind of lame. But sure, look, what I will say, I will do a plug. If anybody wants to go to a gig uh, in Dublin, the, the 30th of December, uh, you can go see Horrenda in the Grand Social, and it's going to be a good night. So go buy your tickets. Just uh... and I saw them in Belfast three weeks ago. Cannot recommend them enough. Yeah, Incredible gig. Well, look, I mean, hopefully people show up um, on on the thirtieth. So that'll be fun. I mean, it's a uh, it's not expensive. I think it's like twelve euro or something like that. So um, yeah, I mean, have loads of new merch. What's that these days? A pint of Guinness. Yeah, just about, just about. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, I mean, it, it's weird because like, because I've been traveling between the UK and Ireland so much in different parts of the UK, you can't actually use the same pounds. You have to use different money. And it's like, this is, this is silly. So for all our UK listeners, sort, sort your life out, mate. Um, use the same pounds or don't bother at all. <laughs> I'm, so I don't I'm, understand it. Someone I'm, tell I'm, me why. I'm from the north of Ireland and you squat with a girl in london so i'd be over in london fairly frequently and i cannot count the amount of blazing rows i have had with people in shops that this is sterling you stole my goddamn country and you made me use your money now bloody accept it no that's it it's just like you went through all the effort of inflicting that money on people and you don't accept it i don't understand it it makes no sense it's just it's so crazy it's like it's the same money. I just yeah. don't understand. I just, genu- I mean, if someone can justify that to me, I was in Wales, Belfast, and the UK, and I can't use the same money, the f- despite the fact it's all called the pound and it all has the picture of the queen on it. I was trying my best not to roar at a, at a girl in a shop in London because it wasn't her fault, but Jesus, she was tech. I kept, I was going, read it. It says <laughs> sterling. And she was all, but. We use pounds in England. Ah, right, I'm out. I'm out. You just had to walk away. I just... And this is what, you know, because the reason why it, it's an issue, I know people like, oh, I use card. As somebody who sells merchandise at shows, <laughs> it's very annoying. Well, we managed to get over it by using the card reader. But, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I, all my messages to your UK listeners Please explain to me why this is the case. Like, have you not like figured this out? Worth like just use the same money. It's a, it's ridiculous. And and what I will say, uh, Dara not only sells merchandise, 
he sells excellent merchandise Thank because you. what uh, Metal has figured out, which wrestling hasn't seemed to cop onto yet, is that a greater percentage of our fans are on the portlier side. Mm. And you need a slightly longer T-shirt for when you're sticking your arms in the air so you don't right. expose some of the old belly. And I'm pleased to say that the horrendous T-shirt is is uh, is suitably suitably chased and suitably covering. Well, look, the thing that's that's a good review actually. I'll be telling the lads that. But the thing about merchandise that rest that wrestling fans haven't figured out, or wrestling brands in general haven't figured out as well, is like if you're embarrassed to wear it, if you'd be embarrassed to wear it, no one's going to buy it. And on both brands, WC, like WCW, WWE and AEW both have some very, very cringe merchandise. Actually, that's what we might do, Martin, for one of the special shows. We'll pick out the cringiest merch that we have that we find and we'll like talk about it. And we'll, like, we'll you know, and it'll be well, a I'm, video show that we'll I'm do. St- I'm still on the fence over whether or not to buy a Scissor Me Daddy Ass t-shirt. Oh my god! I only realized that was what he was. That's what the gimmick was. I saw a good a good tweet the other day where it was like, uh, "Mr. Ass wasn't as over as Daddy Ass is now," and I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> what? Okay." And I was just kind of trying to figure out what the what they were what the context of this was, and then I was like, "Oh wait, okay, hold on. One, that's not true because the New Age Outlaws were the most oh, over man, thing it's... ever." Yeah, but they were over as a group. Whenever one of them would go out on their own. They weren't. Well, no, not necessarily. I mean, not necessarily. I mean, uh, so Mr. Ass and Daddy Ass, which is, oh my God, that's that's a sentence. Uh, it's, it's it's hilarious. Is Billy Gunn, uh, or known as Q-Kip in TNA, which, I mean, you haven't seen VKM, the, the Voodoo Kid Mafia, have you? You haven't seen any no. of that? <laughs> that is hilarious. So that is in TNA uh, when... These are, wrestling is stupid, guys. Why are you listening to this show? Uh, <laughs> Do you know, at this stage, I'm so not even stupid. sure. I'm not even sure I want to see TNA. I kind of like <laughs> that when you randomly drop in like a, a mention of some just sounds too weird to be real TNA thing. <laughs> I kind of like real. that just that it's this, it's this lore, this mystery <laughs> that I'll never quite... <laughs> It's just so random. Like I, when when the Outlaws left WWE, they randomly decided to feud with Vince with, with Vince McMahon and WWE, completely one sided, and he ended up at the Alamo, calling out Triple H. <laughs> okay, and I've, Michaels. I think I've actually seen this. They didn't call out Triple H to Shawn Michaels. They called out Hickenbottom, <laughs> Levesque. No, Levesque, not Levesque. <laughs> the Alamo. The, yeah, yeah, noon. It was the worst thing. It was the worst thing ever. <laughs> Until I heard the name Daddy Ass. Daddy uh, and the and, catchphrase Scissor Me Daddy Ass. Oh my God. That's just. Well, there you go, folks. I mean, we didn't come up with this. We just report it. <laughs> we just report it. And Phoenix, this is not technically swearing. No, it's that, not swearing. That's his name. That's his name. The, the man's name is Daddy Ass. Yep. You you wouldn't censor us if we said he came down to the ring carrying a shih tzu. It's true. It's true. Also not swearing. Nope. Technicalities. Technicalities. But okay. anyway. So we do have some it's, theory- o- it's only one word. It's A and Fuckle. One word. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 
we do have some serious business to get through tonight. Obviously, we're taking a break from our time machine, our, our fallout from, say, Valentine's Day Massacre. That's going to be next week. Um, but we had two massive shows that we haven't actually covered yet. One was War Games, um, Survivor Series War Games, and uh, Full Gear. So here's the thing, man. We're going to start with Survivor Series, and then we'll go to Full Gear. I completely forgot Survivor Series was happening until I was like... I, for some reason, I don't remember... What was I doing on a Saturday? I think it was a gig. It probably was a gig. Um, and I got home and I was just like, oh, it's a Saturday. Wrestling's on. I guess I'm watching this. And then I, yeah, it was a gig, actually. <laughs> I think about it. Um, and yeah, I just watched it. And it it was that, weird because it was on a Saturday. That That's mental. I was uh, out at a kind of a, a university reunion house party at a friend's house and got back like maybe 3 a.m. got back here mm. lamped and stuck on the telly and I was like oh my god there's wrestling it was bloody Survivor Series that's the thing I, I completely just wasn't wasn't there you know for it I was kind of like because again I know some people are like oh but you do a wrestling podcast I'm like yeah from about wrestling that happened 20 years ago <laughs> you know? like, yeah. and, and I was completely like, basically removed from, from this whole modern thing at all which is actually kind of nice well, well for my part I was so I was hyped to the moon about Full Gear so once Full Gear was over and look we'll get Full Gear but it's a long old it's a long old show it like, is, yeah. I was completely satiated it was amazing I loved it and once it was over I didn't want to see any wrestling for a while. So, like, Survivor Series wasn't even in my head. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew it was coming eventually. <laughs> but for some reason, I was just like, <laughs> oh, there it is. And, I mean, that's kind of my review of the show, period. Oh, there it is. It, ha- it happened. It happened. And it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. It had moments. But, I mean, that's that's the mindset I went in to watch the show with. Um and like, yeah, look, I love war games, you know, 10 years ago when I was doing the show with Gary, you know, we would talk about war games that should always come to the WWE and oh my God, it wouldn't be the best thing ever. And blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's the first time I had any interest in Survivor Series. I'll be honest with you. Um, other than Deadly Games, which we will talk about probably next year when we, when we talk about 1998. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, Deadly Games is very good. And I, I will have to say, Survivor Series has not been relevant ever. It's my least favorite pay per view, and I include what's it? WWE Fast Lane Backlash Post WrestleMania <laughs> XL with Knuckles. You know <laughs> those kind of things where I'm like, I just don't care. Um, and and it, it, it's the first time I was like, all right, you know what? I wasn't planning to watch this. I'm not going to bed. I'm going to chill out and watch this. And I did. And I had a I had a good time watching it, man. I mean, Saturday Night Pay-Per-View, obviously going to give it more time because I was going to Disneyland that Monday. So I was like, all right, I wouldn't have stayed up before. Actually, I probably would have stayed up before the airport anyway because I didn't sleep before I went to Disney. Cause, please, you know, please tell me you went around Disneyland in your full horrenda gear. I did wear my horrenda t-shirt around. <laughs> my long sleeve. So I, I, there's like pictures of me like at a... a I'll, I'll I'll post them in the chat, like, there's a, and maybe on the group. There's there's a few pictures of me like that, just like wearing my horrendous shirt, like beside Mickey Mouse and stuff. It's gas. Um, 
But, one of um, the best. Uh, <clears throat> one of the best. Wrestling. Phantom Mansion, by the way, is or Phantom Manor is like the coolest place ever. Can I just say? One of the best wrestling uh, video packages I've ever seen wasn't even from a major company. It was actually from Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix Wrestling. To work with. Yes. Oh yeah, Phoenix Wrestling. Sorry, not Phoenix FM. FM. <laughs> it was a terrific, <laughs> terrific video of a uh, Raven Creed and Billy Bedlam who've had the ah, show. Yes. Who we did. Uh, who are both kind of spooky goth wrestlers, and uh, the spooky goth wrestlers. <laughs> the fun fair came to Cork, and the two of them were like, "Oh, this is an amazing, amazing opportunity to make a cool video." So they went and they got footage of themselves, totally stone faced, doing like a Wednesday Adams, like going round and round on the on the roller coasters, and all like no emotions, <laughs> nothing, just stone faced going up and down. It was brilliant i have to say though like the i don't know if you've ever been to disneyland mm. you know the you know the new park actually the new park's pretty cool because they have like a big avenger place and that's pretty, pretty oh awesome. it's it's i was in disneyland um i was in university and i right. won an interrailing trip oh class and france was the last stop on the trip and we had completely ran out of money uh, so we went out to Disneyland anyway, we thought, oh, we'll walk around outside, it might be nice, we'll see some stuff. And we got there, this woman heard, uh, me and my girlfriend at the time heard her accents, and she was like, oh, I'm here with a group of um, uh, special needs uh, school children, but mm. uh, some of them have gotten a wee bit overstimulated and, and we're leaving. Do you want our tickets? So no we way. Whole day in Dis- fast passes and everything. Whole wow. day in Disneyland for for free. That's amazing. Like I mean, that's class, dude. Like really is. And like the but they built a whole new park as well. And now they have a, a Marvel side up, but they have it, the Terror of Terror. Ooh. And um, it, it's based on like the Twilight Zone and stuff. And I don't know how you keep your your you know, like that stone face through that when it drops you. It's one of those things that picks you up and drops you, and you're like, you're not expecting it, and it's just like, well, well I tell you, play. Raven Creed and Billy Bedlam are two people who are absolutely dedicated to like they would, they would no sell if they were in the middle of a show and someone from the audience jumped in the ring with a gun, they'd no sell it. Man, okay. actually, that happened in when not that specific thing, but there was a report this week that uh, one of the talent that they that WWE had just hired got released because apparently they went in the business from themselves and planned a spot that wasn't Lord. actually there. And it happened in Mexico City, I believe. Um, and yeah, they, they got sacked from it. I think Justin Roberts was not just... It is Justin Roberts. He was in the ring. And they were like, what's going on? And it turns out, yeah, it was your woman's friend. That yeah, you know what? Ring. Fair enough. So, yeah, Fair so enough. The, that's, that's so, not... I, I mean, so stuff like that does, does kind of happen, you know, yeah. but it's I, wild. I, I, I'd also like to say, just before we, we're going to dive into Survivor Series now, <clears throat> before we do, Dara is extremely tired. He's been doing an awful lot of traveling. I promised him up and down before we started that we keep this to a tight hour. We dive right in. And then I started waffling about my 2012 interrail. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what the people listen for. If, if, uh, tell us otherwise. Do you do you want to talk about wrestling or you like a random asides? I, I like to think our random asides make the show. <laughs> They do, but my God, <laughs> you poor thing! It's it's ten o'clock already. You must be exhausted. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty wrecked. But sure, look, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Right. Um, 
okay. So as I said, when I was watching the show, I didn't really have any expectations. Okay, I I went into it cold basically, and I had a pretty good experience with it. I mean, it started off as expected. I I genuinely didn't think they were going to you know do anything but break these war games matches up because this is kind of what they did in NXT. Uh, certainly, who hasn't seen war games? It's two rings. They have like a cage across. And they have like two penalty boxes, and you know they they come in and out as 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 um as the match kind of goes on, and then sometimes they have stipulations where there's like um you know an advantage or whatever. So I mean it's it typical war games. I mean we've seen it hundred times in, before. In, but, in terms oh, of war games, I thought they really missed an opportunity here to make it um an elimination. That's what I was going to say. That's exactly the, what I was going to say. Yeah. You keep the traditional Survivor Series aspect because Survivor Series, I, I don't actually mind the five versus five tag thing. Oh, um, I just don't want ev- like the early Survivor Series, every single match on the card was uh, this elimination tag. Yeah. But I think you can make really good drama out of it. So without the missing opportunity making, um, yeah, go go with war games. Like like you said, it's the first time I've been interested in Survivor Series in, in years. Um, but I thought they missed an opportunity there to tie it into traditional Survivor Series. I agree. I mean, that was kind of the problem. Like, these matches just kind of ended. And that's the problem with War Games, where it doesn't really have that, you know, sole survivor. And maybe, you know, they should iterate. And I do think Triple H probably will see that and be like, okay, we can, re- we can reiterate on that. But as far as, like, a gimmick goes, this fit way more. Like, it, oh, it actually yeah. made sense. It's like, oh, we're having a pay-per-view to really do something with it, you know? And, yeah. it, it, you know, it was story-based, the two of them were. And, and, at, and at the end of it, you're like, okay, I don't feel like I wait. Because, look, I'll be honest with you. Anytime I watch Survivor Series, with the, with the sole exception, well, sole exception traditionally, but then another time in 2002 with the Elimination Chamber, which again made sense being at Survivor Series because it's elimination and it, and it, they should have kept that at Survivor Series. But the, the the traditional Survivor Series format of the five and five, the only time I was ever interested in that in my life was the invasion. Because it made yes. sense. Yeah. And the, the other thing about um, incorporating the traditional Survivor Series elimination element into it would mean uh, is that it would mean you get rid of that thing with war games where kind of like the first 10 or 15 minutes don't really matter because yeah. the, the match can't end till everybody's in. So, yeah. you know, there's no there's no drama. There's no suspense. Yeah, it's you just know, exactly. You're like, oh, nothing can happen. I'll yeah, come but back if you, when if you could have an elimination. Yeah, and almost almost have it like uh like that royal you know sometimes to do the royal rumble where someone yes. gets in and chucks someone's out and just waits for the next guy and batters yeah. them and just wait you know so yeah I like they will eventually figure it out and I look if well obviously this never would have happened with Vince there it just wouldn't <laughs> uh, ever but the fact that they did this one is a huge incredible achievement which I mean oh, yeah. tri- Triple H like genuinely needs all the credit in the world for making this happen it looked really cool it genuinely and the fact that like the way they were able to kind of do it now the, the setup i didn't really spot it did they move one ring away or was that a camera placement because i'm not too sure because they had the two rings and did you remove one and bring back in because there was a bit of 
set up time between the theory match and then the yeah here's the thing i i don't know because on any of our long-term listeners of the millions and millions uh of long-term listeners will know that one of the major issues i have with wwe pay-per-views is the pacing so you get a match and then you get an ad and then you get a video package and then you get an ad. i was okay uh, dude i was okay with this and for this in this specific pay-per-view because they actually had to set something up but yeah. i mean if they were dismantling an entire ring and putting it back up that's unbelievably oh, that's, impressive yeah and like, like i said I, I don't i don't know i actually didn't notice myself if it was just camera angles or not but you know what wwe is a machine yeah and if anyone is capable of dismantling and then rebuilding and putting a cage around the ring um you know within 10 or 12 minutes of video packages it's it's wwe i i think maybe that's what happened i don't know let us know even tweet us uh and let us know if that's what happened because i was i was like where'd the ring go <laughs> like how did they how did they do that you know and i mean that's it, it's a credit to wwe because they really are just as you said an absolute machine but i mean it, it started off with a fantastic women's war war games match and that kind of was like the best of the two um we'll talk about maybe why um the other one was a bit flat for me um well what i i think this had a lot to go for and i'll let you i'll let you kind of run pace on it now in a second martin but for me i think it was the initial whoa that looks cool that kind of wow factor kind of thing also the women women are just better I mean, they're just better than than the than the male team, you know. Um, I thought the pairing made a lot more sense. Team Belair uh, and Bailey had they had a lot more chemistry going on, um, and also the spots in it were great. You know, there was a lot more weapons used, um, some really really cool high spots, and you know, people were over. You know, the crowd genuinely oh. genuinely wanted wanted the, the faces to win, and they wanted the heels to lose. Which I can't say about the main event. The main event was the complete opposite of it. While it was a good match, uh, the, the brawling brutes should be nowhere near a main event. Uh, either should uh, McIntyre and Kevin Owens uh, as second fiddle. You know, if you're going to do them in the main event slot, then it needs to be a main event match. And look, I know some people are freaking out, probably going whatever. There was nobody in that match who was a main eventer other than Roman Reigns. Dara, I and you, that was it. Literally, you literally took the words out of my mouth. You're joking one, me. <laughs> one, one, of the, me. one of the things I was going to say was that so there's lots of reasons that the women's match was better, but one of them was star power. The women's match had star power. Talking about Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Becky Lynch. Bailey, and then even like so for maybe more involved fans who really loved NXT, you have the likes of uh, Dakota Kai and um, EO Sky, as they're calling her now. But um, yeah, the 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 men's match, and I love Kevin Owens, and I love Sami Zayn, but the only star, and it's it's ironic because I actually don't like him, but the only star in the men's match was was Roman Reigns. Yeah, I mean. That's it, man. Like the, there was just nobody who I believed could be Roman Reigns. So yeah. <laughs> you're watching the show and you're like, okay, Sheamus isn't going to do it. Butch isn't going to do it. 
We've seen Drew McIntyre lose. Kevin yeah. Owens isn't going to do it. Man, if, if anyone could benefit right now from a, a good old dose of, and I don't like to quote Jim Cornette, but if anyone could benefit from a good old dose of uh, how am I supposed to miss you if you don't go away, mm. Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Drew McIntyre needs to just disappear for a while and then come back as a monster. Well, I mean, that's what happened before. I, I was, I was in the crowd. how I was, well it went. <laughs> I was in the crowd when he was in Impact. I was in that Manchester crowd. I think it was Manchester. It was Manchester. And um, he came out after getting fired from the WWE and he was the most over I've ever seen anybody. And then he built on that and became what he became. But the thing about it is, it's like, because you have this own, like, I like Roman Reigns. Okay. I do. But the problem here is he's unbeatable. It's like the Superman problem, right? You don't write, it's so hard to do Superman well because you can't beat him. Well, you don't, you don't do Superman unless you have somebody in mind. Yeah. Who's going to, unless you are building somebody who's going to beat him but, but i mean like, like okay I, 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 let me phrase it this way right austin lost the undertaker lost mankind lost all the time that was, <laughs> that was his thing he never really won Fr- frustratingly if you're a fan like yeah and i think the problem here is because you have roman reigns who just doesn't um, it's not like the Cena thing. The Cena thing was obnoxious. This is more just kind of like they have themselves in a corner here where they just can't. He's the only one they have. They don't have any other stars. You know, there's no star power in the WWE. And I mean, that's horrible to say because, I mean, there are, but there also isn't. Like, AJ Styles was out there with Finn Balor messing around doing nonsense, which was a phenomenal match, by the way. I'm not going to say that was a bad match. It was a great match. Neither of them is getting anywhere. It's, no, it's, it's, it's Cody Rhodes. If, if they don't have Cody Rhodes come back and beat Roman Reigns, I don't know what. The, uh, the only other thing is they have some massive like film star who, or the likes of Conor McGregor, someone like that, who's going to come in. But, yeah, but the problem with that is it's like, that's great, but that does the same problem. I mean, if it is Cody and he's he resets the WWE universe, right? And you start having competitive matches with AJ, with Finn. You know, you raise up, um, you know, Sheamus and Ridge and McIntyre. The problem here is uh, uh, Rising Tides raise all, raises all ships. Nobody's being raised here but the bloodline. And it's still a massive problem because well, not product, even the bloodline. It's it's Roman Reigns is the only yeah. one being. But what I mean there is like, the, well, the show is so much better, and it is. It's it's phenomenally better. Like it, like I actually, I can I can watch it with commentary now for the first time in decades. Oh. And this this is coming from me, yeah. Dara. Sometimes it hits a five or six out of ten. Oh yeah, no, unheard of. like I I used to watch the show with the sound off because it was so irritating and now I'm I'm just actually able to sit and enjoy it and Michael Cole's doing a great job you know it's the product is so much better and actually watchable but they haven't fixed that see that's a problem that's going to take a while to fix and they're trying to do it but it's so blatantly obvious that you're like oh whoa you have no stars because they haven't built any except for in but in 
And then in the women's side of it, it's the complete opposite. You have bona fide, incredible yeah. stars, and it just makes yeah. the match so much better. So, I mean, look, they will fix it eventually. Um, I really don't want to see AJ Styles and Finn Balor at that point in the card again. That they should be going for something. They should be doing that. That was a, a world title match that was given away for no reason. Um, but look, Team Blair won. AJ Styles. One uh, with a great, and, and I just want to put this over because top rope moves like uh, Dave's moonsaults, uh, 450s, whatever you want. The one top rope move that terrifies me is a leg drop because you are coming down directly on the bottom of your spine. Uh, so I have tremendous respect for anyone who does um, does even an ordinary top rope leg drop. So the finisher they did off the cage through the table was amazing. And you've seen the effect that that kind of move can have by just the way Matt Hardy walks these days. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Um, AJ won uh, against Finn uh, with the OC. So Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson are back for some reason. Um, I'm, I'm not sad that they're back. I'm just kind of like, oh, that was that was pointless. Um, Ronda Rousey defeated Chossie in a match that actually had people calling for Ronda Rousey to be fired, which was crazy. I was like, what are you doing? The match wasn't this, that bad. This wasn't was a good. Bad, but was... This is a bad match. So the thing I think uh, with Ronda, actually before that, I'll just say AJ Styles, because uh, I don't want to fly yeah, over at Balor, particularly if we fly over an AJ Styles match, Dave will have us murdered. Um, AJ Styles Balor was very, very, very good. I think it's only because of the um, esteem that I hold both of them in as individual wrestlers that mm. I was not not disappointed, but uh, I I think they're capable of amazing. I think they're capable of ten out of ten. I think this was eight out of ten, re- really good. But yeah. I think they have something in them that will blow people away. Um, I mean, I, I look, dude, I think with that, it, it was the match of the night for me. It was the standout. Oh, yeah. it, it was just one of those matches where you're like, wow, this should be for the belt. You know, this should be a main event right here. But even still, you know, I wouldn't really want to see them in War Games either. So it's, it, it's, yeah, it's I a think balance. Be, yeah, you're right. To be wasted. It, absolutely. It, it would be pointless. But Austin Theory, Seth Rollins, and Bobby Lashley would actually be those three, even though they're not. They're all kind of tweeners, to be honest, which they could have been put in against the bloodline, but they would have been they would have been fed. Yeah. My question here to you is the brawling brutes just felt like they were the only ones that could fit fill that role. Well, but well, it just the, kind of highlighted that they were. Well, the thing about them is that they are yeah. The thing about the brawling brutes is that they're really good. Everybody loves them. Mm. Nobody expects them to be top guys. So no. like um yes, it's 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 really cool and particularly as an Irish wrestling fan, it's really cool to see like the likes of Seamus and that getting like really deserves Jews. He is an excellent wrestler. Um, but yeah, nobody expected that they were going to win that in terms of Rhonda, man, Rhonda came in on absolute fire. Like she had in her rookie year, I think she'd one of the best rookie years ever. And I think what's happening now is that, She's not working with really established 
veteran wrestlers anymore who can mm. set out a match <clears throat> and call a match. And because she's so athletic, she can follow along with it. Now yeah. she's working with people like, and no harm to her. I love Shotzi. She's great. But I, the two of them had to get together. I didn't see, of, dude, I didn't see anything in her. Uh, I didn't I mean, see anything in her. I was like, no, you need to go away. Um, it wasn't a great match. Uh, no, and I, you know, I genuinely felt bad because I was like, okay, let's see what happens. Um, even before she came out, or as she before the match started, when she came out, I was like, okay, you look like every alternative <laughs> female wrestler I've ever seen. I do like her tank. I'd I'd love a go in the tank. I know, but I'm like, Christ, it's be a character, like you know, it's. It's like the go-to. It's like I'm so kooky. I'm gonna be tank girl. You know. It's like oh no. Green and then yeah, she, green hair and tank. Isn't, yeah. Is that the character? No, it's not a character. And we're being and I am being harsh. I'm aware of that. But like, we're, look we're at being, the caliber of female wrestlers that they have. We're only being harsh because she was in a bloody world title match. That's it. No, if, that's exactly it. If, if, if she'd if, have been, if she'd have been one of the women in the. War games, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be no, being you harsh. No, I wouldn't have cared. I would have been like, all oh, right, whatever. She's gonna get the pin. But I'm like, Rhea Ripley's there. <laughs> Nikki Cross, <laughs> you know, it's like Oscar, uh, Becky, Bianca, and Alexa. Like any of those women, are you know, can and have had bangers with Ronda, and they put this young one in, who just looks lost. And she was, and it was seven minutes of being lost. So there was and no I, character and there was no there was no ability the, to call a match. The the thing was that Shotzi was lost because I mean I don't know how long she's wrestling, but she's not like a she's not like a veteran. No, she's not. And no. Ronda's great as long as she is someone there to lead. Mm. So you had you had two 2014. wrestlers. She's wrestling about ten years, under ten years, eight years. So you have two wrestlers in there who are great when when someone is in the ring to lead. And there was no mm. one in the ring to lead. Yeah. And I, I think that's, um, and it, look, it was unfair from what I said. I haven't really looked into it because I just haven't. Um, but there was that campaign to fire Ronda. And I mean, that's ridiculous. Oh, that's a load of nonsense. Yeah. That's I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be firing either of them over this. Yeah. Like, I'm like, look, this is good wrestlers, you know, that they just look, everyone, this just exposed probably something they weren't aware of. And how do you remedy this is they work the house, they work the house show circuit for like a year and yeah. then it's fine. And that's what's going to happen. Sammy Zayn said something during the week that really hit me that I I didn't think about until I'd read what he said. And it was true. He was like, Bret Hart's recognized as one of the best wrestlers in the world, like ever, ever. And he was having sensational matches in the uh, late 80s, early 90s when in-ring wrestling was kind of terrible. He was Mm. having excellent matches Sami Zayn said he didn't hit his stride he didn't become genuinely the best there is was and ever will be till about 1997 yeah when he was when he was 40 so like wrestling isn't something you pick up in five or ten years so uh, no you know and also if you're some fat arse internet gobshite calling for someone to be fired grow up yeah look here's the thing Anyone who does anything, any kind of physical um, combat or anyone who does any kind of performance, you know that it's a thousand hours of practice. 
you know, you don't break the board the first time. You don't, you know, you don't get better sparring the first time. You don't get better, you know, even, even, you know, doing, you know, a performance in anything. So, as I said, they would. It's just unfortunate that this was exposed in a world title match. That's the big except problem. me. I did win my first ever MMA fight. So, well, after a thousand <laughs> a thousand hours of practice, it That's wasn't fair. like that was your first That's time fair. you went in, yeah. and you know That's we're going to hit you for the first fact, time. That was it, you know? it was supposed to be six months of training, but because of COVID. It ended up being like over a year of training. So yeah. But see, that's my point exactly. It wasn't like they're like, right, go out there and don't know what you're doing. And all this souls is inexperience. And it probably was kind of like, oh Rhonda, you're experienced enough to do it. She's not. Like Rhonda would go out and kill you because that's what she knows how to do. Yeah. You know, it's 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 well, unfair. Shotzi has Shotzi is is a veteran compared to Rhonda. Like absolutely, yeah, yeah, legitimately. Yeah. You know, and it, it's. That's a recipe for disaster. But you know, as I said, what they'll probably do is they'll probably throw them on the on the the house show circuit for a while, and then it'll get there. You know, so everybody just needs to chill oh. with the whole calling for people to be fired. It's like that's not everyone cool. Never needs cool. to chill in general. In general, wrestling, <laughs> in wrestling general. fandom in general is just needs a Xanax or a Vicodin or something. You Go know, outside just... and touch that. Touch grass, lick grass, eat the grass, do whatever you need to do to the grass. Just calm down. <laughs> like that's it, you know. One of the best, one of the best advice you can, particularly with internet people, go outside and touch grass. Touch grass, smoke the grass if you have to, but just, no. just you know, lay off the Twitter. That's that's that, that's yeah. the rule of thumb. Do you know what? Do something useful. Cut the grass. Cut the grass. <laughs> Um, Austin Theory defeated Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley in a pretty decent triple threat match for the US belt. What I liked about this was, you know, Rollins obviously, and here we go back to this. Rollins was the ring general here. He was the one calling this entire match. Yeah. Bobby Lashley knew his spots and he was obviously playing the big man. Austin, Austin Theory was the chicken, you know what, heel, right? 14 minutes of a very, very solid belt to bell match that had the right result. Austin Theory looked great. Um, but no one lost anything in this. You could tell Bobby Lashley, um, Bobby Lashley had his spot. He knew what he was going to do, and he looked great as well. It's probably the best Bobby's looked in a couple of years, actually. And um, you know, and I, I dislike Bobby Lashley a great deal because when I interviewed him, all he did was talk about golf. So I mean, tonight <laughs> he was he was actually working. Um, and yeah, it it, it was a nice palate cleanser as well of of that awful women's match. So, you know, this again, probably second best match of the night, if not third best next behind the Women's War Games match. What do you think about this, Martin? Are you in the same? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much in the same. I, I wasn't blow away great, but I liked it. Uh, it was much better than I expected, given, you know, what the Austin Theory character has been. Um, and it was nice as well to see... Sorry about that. It was nice as well to see in Rollins and Lashley uh, and obviously theories up and coming but in Rollins and Lashley people giving the US title some sense of legitimacy like yeah, it's, that's a, it's a genuine praise that yeah. you want to go out there and fight for I think that was the goal of this match this was to, to and I think that's what they're trying to do here as well like, look again WWE was kind of broken <laughs> To almost never been able to be fixed because of just what, what it's into. What Triple H is trying to do here, he's trying to fix the problems. But it, you know yourself, it takes yeah. a it takes a while to to iron out these these issues. 
throughout the whole card. And we're starting to see now that they're turning into it. And this match, like there were times that these matches were four minutes, you know, um, and now it's a good, you know, 14 minute with, with, with the workhorse set Rollins. Yep. You know, and that's good. kind of what you want these, what, what you want, you want this belt to be. I don't think this is the end. Austin Theory, again, he's still a young fella. Um, they will eventually build him up as well. And, um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Uh, oh yeah, but, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not taking a dump on Austin Theory. Like, um, like so. When we reviews the review these shows, you have a kind of two options between do you review them as a fan who is sitting watching the show, or do you review them as kind of the kind of smarks that we are who yeah. know know a lot of the stuff that's going on backstage and all that. Um, no, the uh, it was it was a it was a good match. It didn't do anything to tarnish this kind of a, a legacy or legitimacy that they're building up for the US title. Yeah. Um, like you say, man, the the uh, late noughties, early twenty tens, the Intercontinental and the US title just meant nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Like, I, I like mean, if you were a fan going to one of those shows, you would think you could jump in the ring and win it. That's what happened. That's a Santino Morella made his debut. Oh my um, God. I didn't. I, I genuinely wasn't even setting Dara up for that. I didn't know that. Um, I mean, but that's what they, they meant nothing, you know. And it's the, the, like, well, almost twenty years since since WCW went down. This is what Triple H is trying to fix, and the fact he's doing it in like six months is is genuinely incredible. But any problems with the show are holdover. The biggest problem being the main event had no stars. Because they built no stars, you know. But I mean, by having that US title, you are going to elevate the the Austin Theories to being one of your main stars. So who's, look, who's the Intercontinental Champion at the moment? Oh, I don't know. I I have to look that up. Um, let me see. Isn't that a shame? Like that's. Let me God, that was that was Bret Hart. That was Mister Perfect. That was Rick Rude. That was Roddy Gunther. Piper. Oh, it's Gunther. Gunther. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. But then again, I'm, I mean... I'm still calling him Walter. I don't care. <laughs> Gunther's a pretty good name, to be fair, but, I mean, you can, Walter made more sense. Okay, well, here's the way to break it down. Um, again, like, at the top of your, your top of your card, it's Roman, it's Roman Reigns holding both belts. So, like, nothing else really matters. And that's why, you know, having, having what they're doing with two really good workhorses in Austin Theory and Gunther. Well, Austin Theory by way of Seth Rollins, who's really calling the matches. Um, you know, <laughs> it, it makes sense, you know. But also, the, the Usos are holding both tag belts, which is also an incredibly silly thing to do. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of okay with that, in that I w- because WWF or WWE doesn't have enough tag teams, just amalgamate the tag belts and have it be a, a roving like a cross promotional thing yeah I, that's what they should do but you can't do that with hell shows you know so that's why you have them separate but then again if they're limited in how they're spreading out the hell shows, shows still broken down by raw and smackdown no but that's why it's still there just in case they want to oh right right okay um also no appearance of the fiend which was surprising what? so me and Dara, we only cover like the pay per views, and sometimes when it comes to WWE, we only cover we just, the big, the big pay per views. Yeah. So, like from our perspective, we've seen the Fiend debut, and two months later, we've seen nothing. 
he's just gone. It's it, it's such a it's such a weird schizophrenic kind of show where you're like, I, I again, this is coming from people who watch weekly the Attitude Era, and we're calling this schizophrenic. <laughs> where it's like, what's going on? <laughs> so our our friend and comrade Dave is a is a big fiend fan, and I mean he's my favorite he, wrestler. He <laughs> who doesn't wrestle. He, who can't rest? <laughs> I love so him until he gets in the ring and then it all falls apart. <laughs> Dave Dave Kenza kind of keeps us up up to date with sort of periodic tweets and texts and stuff uh, about what the fiend's up to. Um, so he's our he's our man on the I, ground. I admit that I'm seeing them. <laughs> he's our man on the ground. <laughs> I admit I'm seeing them out of context. Uh, but so the fiend had this big debut and then haven't heard it from ages and then. Dave will stick a, a wee message into the into the group chat saying, Ooh, the fiends wrestling LA and Ace. What? <laughs> like it's... it's just random. Yeah. Look, as I said, I think a lot of this is gonna level out probably by WrestleMania. That's when all these kinks will kind of be sorted and they kind of do their reset. Um but look, was this show the worst show ever? Absolutely no. not. Was it the best show ever? No. no. Was it was it a good show to watch when you're kind of drunk on a Saturday night? Brilliant. Great time. Loved it. Um, it, it was fine. What, what I will say... 10. Solid 6 out of 10. I think that's fair. And what I will say about the main event was that while, like, in terms of wrestling, it wasn't fantastic. Um, the actual, uh, like, the drama of it and the story and all that, like, with, with Sami Zayn and Everton, mm. that was pretty good. Like, I... And I don't watch the weekly show. And yeah. man, I get I get into that. Yeah, no. It, but that's what Triple H said he wanted to do. He wanted it to be a a story-based thing, which it was. I mean, and the story really was Sami Zayn. That was that was the story they were telling. Um some unconfirmed stories um around injury to Roman Reigns. But what was interesting here is that um Kevin Dunn was in that Survivor series. Oh, thank God. Maybe that's why it was tolerable. Well, apparently, um, Dave Meltzer, well, not apparently, Dave Meltzer did say these things. Uh, Dave <laughs> Meltzer of the uh, the Figure Four Weekly Online had the following to say, quote, while the idea of Dawn taking a vacation would feel to me to be a non-story, internally we're told it was a massive deal backstage as Dawn would not miss a pay-per-view. The talk backstage and we were told it was heavily talked about um, that there's no evidence either way is the idea of viewing war games as a JPC WCW concept that's been around. Um, it's been a source of infighting for Vince McMahon. Um, so that's why he wasn't there because apparently I, he could handle Honest to it. God, I think uh, and I believe Dunn, I think Don has some incredible dirt. He must have some insane dirt on McMahon because no, what happened of was, all the things I dislike about WWE he has been no, top, top three appar- apparently it's a Vince it's a Mr. Burns Waylon Smithers thing where you know um, Dunn's parents worked for Vince and Vince promised he'd always have a job Ugh. so it's that kind of thing for, for the, the deep lore is as such but I mean I think I don't think he's going to be around very much longer, to be honest with you. And this might have been the start of it. Because that show was so much better produced and was tolerable. I mean, I was able to, as I said, I was able to sit there and enjoy it with the commentary on, watch it like a normal show and not want to to smash my head off the keyboard. Um, so, 
there we go. I mean, that's yeah. t- take it or leave it as as uh, from that report from uh, today, actually. Uh, but yeah, there, six, there you go. six out of ten is fair. I, I agree with Daryl. Right. So switching gears here to uh, the week before. Yeah. Was AEW full gear. Now, full disclosure, Martin, I'm going to let you talk on this and leave point on it because I've only seen a few of these uh, matches because it's too darn long. Uh, it's, it's, it's it's not. No, it's too long. I mean, it's once every three months they build uh, up the story. No, this I, is only too long because you have to watch bloody Survivor Series every three weeks. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But I mean, for what I did see, I really liked. Um, I really liked the the Ring of Honor, uh, Fed a four way. I thought that was class. It was a really cool way to do it. The right people were there. Didn't think Jericho would be the the standard banner of Ring of Honor, but there we go. Um, really, isn't it? The Ocho. Really, <laughs> Really liked the Samoa Joe Warlow match. That was actually class. Um, the 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 main event, MGF. Oh, okay, whatever. Uh, fine. You're not an MGF fan. I mean, it's fine. I don't think he should be a world title, a world champion. But oh. he's, just, he's just like the Miz. Um, Dara, I I love you, but I know. I, I think know. myself and the world were at odds with you there. I look. I just. Uh, I want someone who's, you know, a, a champion, not not the Miz. Um, he's not. Oh my yeah, God! I can't uh, can't imagine anything more insulting. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my God. You know, he he might win me over, but I just. What does he, he don't like about him? Is it his he, excellent matches, or is he gives me he gives tremendous me. Uh, promos? Which is it you don't like? You're supposed to be non-biased here, Martin. <laughs> I'm not. I'm complete. See, okay, right. So before we go anywhere, I want to address this thing where people online go, oh my God, you're biased. Yes. yes. I am biased <laughs> in favor of the thing I like. That's fair. That's fair. You know, it's important to recognize your someone biased. Someone says, Here's... do you want a pint of Guinness or do you want a pint of Bovril? I want a pint of Guinness because I'm biased in favor of Guinness because I like it. That's fair. Okay, that's fair. I'll, I'll give you that. No, I mean the thing about it is not that I don't I don't dislike. I, it's not that I just like him. I just I don't think he's world champion. It's like if Cody won the world title in AEW and to a lesser extent in WWE, I wouldn't buy him as a champion. I'd be like, oh, I could kick your ass, you know. Uh, and oh, I think man, I'm, I'm genuinely surprised by that. I no, I mean Moxley, for example, Moxley kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but Mox has been the champion. I love him, but Mox has been the champion on and off for two years now. He has to. I know. Mox is, is, and I don't say this lightly, Mox is like Drew McIntyre. Mox needs to go for a while. He he tried to, and then Punk had his little fit. Yeah. You know, he was going on holiday. This this was actually one of the things that I loved most about this pay-per-view. Like, not individual matches, speaking about it as a whole. It, It it felt like a big reset. So we've heard all the news of, you know, half the stories are, it's a work. Punk's coming yeah. back. Half yeah. them are, are, oh no, Punk's done. He's moving on. He's starting to, I don't care. Yeah. Love Punk. If Punk comes back, great. If Punk doesn't come back, I am absolutely fine with uh, this direction of AEW, with these younger newer gays like getting like really good spots getting really good matches really getting to prove themselves um man i i thought this 
like so AEW's been putting on terrific matches for three years but for the past couple of months it doesn't matter what they do they could put on they put on some of the best matches in the world at revolution everything was overshadowed by punk yeah no i agree Everything up until this pay per view has has been all been about punk. And you know what? By punk. And Genuinely, I thought this was a, I thought gen- this represented a a reset, and that yeah. now we're getting back into AEW. Genuinely, I think that's probably a better way to look at it. And looking at it that way, I agree with you. Um, there were just matches here that I didn't need to see. Do you want to guess what? The, do you want to guess what they are? Jed Cargill. Yeah, well, that goes without saying he doesn't need to be arrested <laughs> anymore. Um, no, for me, the biggest one was Sting and Darby Allen against Jeff Jarrett. What? Oh my God, Dara! I this fight's happening. Me and you're falling out. <laughs> no, this is the genesis of our feud. The genesis of McGillicuddy. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? The reason why it's not because of anything AEW did, it's because of what it's because of the Ric Flair stuff. Anytime I see, all I can think about now is Ric Flair is going to come out, <laughs> and I'm just terrified that it's going to happen. And I'm like, no, you're pushing the boat out here. It's just I don't know. It's just I just see, I can't. Um, I, I, I can't I take actually, it. I can't I take actually, it in a minute. Yeah, I know how you feel, right? Because whenever we reviewed. I can't remember what it was called. Whatever show that Bray Wyatt showed up on on WWE, right? I remember my ultimate feeling was relief. It's like, oh, thank God, he's not going to show up in the AEW. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's, that's the feeling. Like, I'm like, the music's going to hit, and he's going to come out and attack Jeff Jarrett. That's what's going to happen, and I just know it's going to happen. And then the fact that Sting is feuding with Jarrett it makes it even more likely. So here's, I, I, I don't think Sting's feuding with Jared. I, I think, I hope. You have nothing else to do on a Saturday? Do you like nerd things? Now check out Nerd to Know Basis here on Phoenix 92.5 FM, 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. And then head over to nerdtoknowmedia.com for all of our shows as part of the Nerd to Know Media Radio Network. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. that Sting is feuding with Jared it makes it even more likely so here's, I, just, I, I, I don't think Sting's feuding with Jared I, I think I hope I think this was so apparently Jared has a big like backstage role yeah. and all and I think this is a, a kind of a one-off run for him you know maybe he'll show up different times now and then hit someone with a guitar blah 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 but yeah I don't think Jared's going to be <laughs> challenging challenging MJF no I don't care about that Rick Flair is going to show up and bleed <laughs> everywhere, and it's just going to be awful. A day of a heart attack in the middle of a figure four. <laughs> yeah, I mean.
Anytime I, I just like there needs to be assurances for me every time I watch AEW that's not going to happen. But you have like a little banner at the start of the show, no Ric Flair's. And Rick, I mean, Rick will have a heart attack in the middle of the ring, and the the METs will run down to rescue him, and one of them will be a woman, and he'll assault her. <laughs> oh my god! I thought I thought she was a flight attendant, and then that'll be it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I was just trying to helicopter my way out of the building. <laughs> Oh man, but I mean, look, it's more just when you're when you're watching it. It's it's not AEW's fault as such. It's more kind of how they've because there's such a lack of control there behind the scenes. It's like you don't know what's going to happen. Like the books are back, and that disgusted me because I was like, you guys shouldn't be back. You guys should be fired. Um, what? Yeah, because of the whole punk thing. They were they were EVPs. They were EVPs. What? When were you born? They were EVPs. They me, and you, me and you were brought <laughs> up on a, a generation of wrestlers that did nothing but take steroids and batter each other backstage. That's and true, now you're telling me the punks should be fired, that the Bucks should be fired over a fight? No, but they're EVPs. They're not just the boys in the back. Like. Yeah, but EVPs you know? in year one of AEW meant something. Right. EVPs, now, and I love the Bucks and Omega. EVPs now doesn't mean nothing. Like, you don't think so? That's title. It's, there was a, there was, at some stage, I can't remember when, I think it was maybe around Christmas 2021, uh, Khan kind of had this meeting where he said, Oh, okay. It's I, like, I, it's I, not I, really, I'm, I'm, yeah, that makes sense. And okay. value all your input and all that, but, I'm making the decisions, that kind of thing. Ah, I get yeah. you, okay. All right, so well, uh, apparently prior to this, the EVP title was really meant something. Like, right. like they were there with with Khan when it came to uh, booking and decision-making and even business decisions and that. Oh, but, well, okay. okay. See, that's, yeah, what I no. thought, that's what I thought they were still doing. So that makes more. Okay, no, I, 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 would draw my, I would draw my statement that I, I, thought, <laughs> I thought they were still, like, booking the show. And I'm like... How did you do that when you just, you know, lost your biggest star? But, okay, fair enough. Um, I have to say, just a random aside, the baddies, as a, oh. as like, I think that's like the best name. It's amazing. I can't it? believe no one ever, like, thought of that before. See, that's the thing as with Jade like, Cargill. Like, Everything about her is great. Yeah. Everything about her is fantastic. Until the ring. Except her matches. Yeah. But the thing is that her matches are only ever two to six minutes long so this was, eight, this was eight minutes long and i felt every bar of it 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 did i felt every bar. and i wouldn't mind this was one i actually watched because i like the name the baddies i think it's gas and i was like and i i like nyla rose uh, nyla rose is great actually and yeah. also like uh pairing her up with, with vicky was like a stroke of genius to be fair yeah. but like and what i will say is Christ, i don't i don't think it was as bad as the ronda rousey match yeah, well, there's less. I mean, there was less of an excuse because Nyla Rose is actually better than Ronda Rousey and as yeah. a professional wrestler. Like, I mean, at leading and, a match. And, and Jade but, Cargill is a genuine new. Like, she's only been literally wrestling three three years. Has yeah. It? yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, there was a lot of help there, and there's a lot of padding. The difference between yeah. the, like there were six women out there, right? Compared to the two, so there was a yeah. bit more padding, which is probably why it didn't feel so bad for you. But I mean, that's, that's fair. Yeah, it was still kind of like, oh, this should not be, this should not be on television. Never mind no. the pay per view, you know. It was, uh, but it was for me the the only low point. 
I don't know why we're starting with this, but it was the for me it was the only low point of the show. Well, as I said, man, I jumped around the show. So I mean that's why we're starting because I just you know also it was kind of funny that Christian Cage wasn't in a cage. Belusasaurus was just, <laughs> yeah. just to put that out there. Um, I I really I have to say I really did like uh, one of my favorite my favorite point of night really was the, the the Ring of Honor match. I I loved it. Right, it was excellent. But um, Zaria and Britt Baker, surprisingly good match. Now I now I every time she took a bump, I yeah. kind of freaked out a bit. Hearts <laughs> in your mouth, and I was like, again, it's the Ric Flair thing. Where it's like, oh no, don't. I didn't. But, you know. I didn't think Soraya and Brett was a particularly good match, especially not given that we had Tony Storm and Jamie Hater later on in the night, which was a ama- like but what a I'm saying is the fact match. it happened. Yes, and and no one ended up so crippled. Was in incredible. ring, in ring, Brett and Soraya wasn't great. No, in she terms of pure emotion, watching it. Yeah. Yes. Incredible! Yeah. I was I was I was sports entertained, Martin. <laughs> I was sports entertained by that match, which, you know, I mean, look, if Saraya is going to do this where she's in the ring with a Brit Baker, actually, I scrapped that right. AEW has the women to make sure she's totally fine. She'll be okay, you know. Um, and I mean, if she's going to have these kind of matches on and off on these pay per views. She might have a bit of a run. Does she deserve to win the belt? No. <laughs> Do not give her the belt. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I think they're probably going to have learned a lesson from from Punk. I can see her winning the TBS title. Yeah, I can see that too, actually. Um, and going on a great run with it. Yeah. Because you don't need to be the top of the card and you don't no. need to have 20-minute matches. Yeah, no, I and I think judging by... The match that we did get, they'll probably be like, okay, well, yeah. you know, what would have been a better or, one? I can, I can see them introducing women's tag titles and her women well, winning well, them. Well, it would have been a good audible there is to like to actually do something like that or shake it up to a fatal four way, include Zaria and Britt Baker into that match with Nyla Rose and Cargill, and there you go. Yeah. I think, well, I think what's match. going on with Cargill is they want her to hit fifty. So she's on like forty something and oh, okay. I okay. think they want her to hit fifty and oh, right. and then they're going to introduce someone who's going to be a, okay. a serious sense. challenger. That makes sense. Okay. But, yeah, uh, but I that, mean, well, other than okay, I'm going to give you the floor now in a second now. But the only there were my thoughts. There were the matches that really stood out to me. I mean, I kind of there's a lot on this show that rubs me completely the wrong way. I'll be honest with you. It's like just kind of like cast offs, or it's just too like, long. Like what? I really don't like Keith Lee. <laughs> what? Yeah, I just can't stand him. Can't stand him. I mean, in WWE, it was okay because he was. Dara, kind of, I feel I like know. you've been gaslighting me for like two years and thinking no. you're like this really cool guy. And <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know what it was about the show specifically. It's just <laughs> I like these guys individually and what they've done up to this point. But for some reason, on the show, it just. You know what it was? I think it was that reset. Where uh, because I'm not watching week to week, I'm not there with the reset. I'm still kind of in this mindset where I'm like, Punk's gonna come out and that's gonna be the show. Nah, man. <laughs> so you gotta, you gotta get rid of. I'll tell you what I as well. Of, that, I think that's but that, I think that's what it is, though, Martin. See, in terms of watching week to week, this week's Dynamite. Give that a watch because, honest to God, it was. And I love Dynamite, but I'll even I'll admit that 
uh, it's it's hasn't been peak dynamite now the past couple of months. Right. This was the first dynamite I've seen in ages where I was like, this feels like old school raw. You see that, that and that's what that's yeah. what I, that's what I kind of expected on this show, where I'm like, it's they do some really good stuff, and there's some really good guys there, and they have the Keith Lees, they have, and then they come out and do nothing, and you're like, ah, oh, okay, what was it? like? When, I'll be honest with you, when I'm watching this show, I'm expecting because you said every three months, four months. I'm expecting these shows to be, you know, every match to be a banger. And if it's not, I'm like, why was I here? And well, okay, but I'm I'm a, I'm about to challenge that. But look, go on, no, the, no, please do. The, I mean, this is first... my take on it. It's my take on it. But I don't know. That, that's why that's why we have the two of us. So you know, we can present to the audience your incredibly wrong view, and then I can <laughs> correct you. <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. As I said. I didn't watch the full show. I jumped around. I not watch week to week. Look, but, I'm I'm the biggest AEW fan in the world, but even I will say that their pay per views are long. They're not too long, but they are long. Mm. So what I'll do is uh, the pre show. I'll just run over it. Yeah, in like thirty seconds. So you had uh, best friends versus the factory. Good pre show stuff, but the great bit was that. Danhausen came out and he's he's sort of transformed from the very nice part of his character to the very evil part and he actually came out and beat the living hell out of a guy which he's is great. E- so, he's the evil Doig the Clown now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But do you remember how good the evil, evil Doig the Clown was? was class. Yeah, yeah. I was got actually yeah. I was gonna say before before you robbed Danhausen, I'm like Dan Housen was amazing, just gonna say that. But you did know. you watch the pre-show? As I said, I jumped around the whole show. Oh my god. And that was I was just about to say Dan Housen, but then you, you went into the run down the card. Yeah, I mean, like, look, the show wasn't bad. It's just I have a very, very high bar for AEW and it's probably too high. No, I, I think that's fair because it's like when me and you were talking earlier about the AJ Styles uh Finn Balor match, it'd be very easy to go that's ten out of a ten match. Yeah, but you but know, we've you seen that. You grade it on a curve yep. because you expect so much better from those guys. So that's complete. That's a completely fair point. Yeah, I mean, um, like, here's the thing. Okay, AEW is still going to be awesome. That's the truth of it. Oh, you yeah. You know? So, anyway, go on. A, I'll, a bad, I'll let you run down the curve. A bad dynamite is 7 out of 10. Like, the oh, best, yeah. the oh, best yeah. Raw you've seen in 15 years is 6 out of 10. You know, so... yeah. But and, you, you judge most, it on a yeah. You have to judge it on a on a curve. You know, it's like, you know, as you said, your biggest fear was the Fiend showing up in AEW because he couldn't match what's on AEW week to week. Yeah, you know, I honestly good. sometimes I lay in bed at night, about <laughs> three a.m. tossing and turning, <laughs> and I'll I'll turn to my left, and in my sleep I'll see an image of the Fiend debuting, and then I'll. <laughs> I go, ah! and I turn to my right, and I'll see an image of Hulk Hogan debuting. Ah! And I don't know which is worse. No, you won't get the fiend showing up in AEW. You'll you'll get the the monster, or oh, yeah. or or the, the boogie. What's it? No, hold on. The what? flipper. The no, hold on. The, the abomination or the, something. The ghoul. The ghoul. <laughs> That's a, the ghoul showing up. Oh my Dave god. Dave Wyatt and oh. the ghoul. <laughs> 
Um, right, uh-huh. look, go on, Ricky go on. Stark, Brian go Cage, on. good match. Like you say, probably could have happened on, on a Dynamite, but I get it because it's part of this Eliminator tournament thing. Good match, but yeah, because it's leading on to something else. The crowd wasn't hyped. And then Eddie Kingston and Yun Akiyama. Everything you expect from this current run Eddie Kingston's on, where he's wrestling all his favorite Japanese wrestlers. The two of them went in there and beat the living goddamn hell out of each other. It was brilliant. And I'm just going to say, Eddie Kingston is in Ireland in January. Triple hyped. For who? Uh, OTT. He's oh, doing Homecoming cool. in Dublin and Homecoming in Belfast. And tickets went on sale today, and I went on to buy tickets, and there's no meat in Greece. And oh, man. I'm not too ashamed to say I cried. That's okay. <laughs> Um, so that was might, the fiend might debut one day. <laughs> Me him. You mean the ghoul? The ghoul. <laughs> uh, look, so pre-show. One of the things I love about AW is the pre-shows matter. They're, they're, yeah, it's actual wrestling matches and stuff. It's like it's like heat. Yeah, it's like heat. Yes. Yeah. Actually, yes. Yeah. Uh, heat compared to what we're like the 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 era of it that we're reviewing. Yeah, yeah. The the 1999 heat. That's why I always will not. Miss, I will flick through the pre-show as well. For AW shows. Yeah. So, excellent pre-show. Really loved it. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus cage match. What a ridiculous way to start a pay-per-view. So, if anyone knows anything about the AW cage, uh, you have the, say, the War Games. We just saw the Survivor Series War Games cage that surrounds the ring. Like, I wouldn't like to jump, jump off it. It's pretty high. But... You could stand on the top rope and just jump onto the top of the cage. The AEW cage is legitimately terrifying. Like, it's huge. So, you don't win a cage match in AEW by escaping the cage. So, the cage is terrifyingly high. So, whenever someone does a dive off the top of the cage, and I'll... Oh, I will never forget Cody Cody Rhodes uh, doing a moonsault off it. Um, so, the the... The, even though it's not like the Hell in a Cell, the AW cage is still a genuinely terrifying structure. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus beat the living goddamn hell out of each other. They had a match that was physical, that was uh, realistic in terms that, that uh, sometimes the AW gets a lot of criticism for being, you know, certain matches being spot fests. Everything in this match felt like it was happening because that's what you would do if you were in a fight. And it ended with an insane elbow. Just the jungle by coming off the top of the cage, falling for about 45 seconds and uh, crushing Luchasaurus with an elbow. It was tremendous. Like This was the start of the pay-per-view. And so I was watching it live. It's like, 2 a.m. here in Ireland. I'm already halfway through the bottle of whiskey. This has happened, and I'm like, "Well, where the hell do I go from here? This is this is mental." I can't wait for you to start watching TNA pay per views <laughs> because the cage and that was also insane. And some of the best moments from TNA have been in a cage. So I really think you'll enjoy that. I mean, I think that's what AEW has inherited from TNA. 
has been that kind of we're gonna have this massive gauge and people are gonna lip off it. So yeah, it's uh, good. Yeah. I love and like we talked about um uh the St Valentine's Day massacre last week and great match and I love that escape the cage element because they had that you know that huge bump for Vince big ending and then, yeah and then the awesome way that Austin won and all that but I. Like what what we want from AEW is not to be a better version of WWE. We want it to be different. Yeah. And this is one of the number one things that spells them out as being different. Is that? Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, like I, I kind of like the escape the cage thing in some hand in some ways, but then I also totally understand why people don't like it. Because I mean, like the whole point of a cage is to keep people out. Yeah, or keep people field, in, or keep people in. Yeah. So but the I mean, thing, the the. The, the thing you have with the cage, the main issue is that uh, if you win by escaping the cage, you essentially end up with the baby face winning by running away. Running away, exactly. You took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say that exact thing. Having these guys go in and having to fight yeah. to win is a much more, um, it's a much more baby face move rather than, as you said, running away. Oh, yeah. So, Dave... Our, our esteemed comrade. Um, our man on the ground. <laughs> man on the ground. Uh, although he sent us a message earlier this week that he's uh, he's climbing up a, a scary ladder to put uh, hang wreaths, and we haven't heard from him since, so he might be our man in the ground for all we know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we don't set these up beforehand, guys. These are just... <laughs> we don't plan these jokes out. We don't have a script. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I, 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 I used to be a comic, so... <laughs> <laughs> um but uh he um he's a big uh I had a point with that before I started my hilarious joke. He's a big fan of something anyway. AJ um, Styles. Is it? Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and the Cage match and Davis. Well, whatever it was. The punchline was that I have nothing but a tremendous amount of respect and affection for Dave. Anyway, Death Triangle versus the Elite. Five stars. We don't need to talk too much about it. Insane, amazing match. Everything you expected it to be. And then on top of it, bloody Death Triangle won. Five stars. I think that was the right move anyway. Oh yeah, brilliant. They're having this base to seven. Yeah. Um, and man, it is so. One of the big criticisms I would have of WWE was that between pay per views, sometimes not even between pay per views, between multiple pay per views, you might have a run of four pay per views and what's that, 16 rows where you have the same guys wrestle each other every goddamn week. It's the Usos versus the New Day. What are they? Six hundred times or something ridiculous? Way too much. Because there's no reason for it. I mean, I think the 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 best of seven, best of five, is something that needs to be done a little bit more because it's such a cool way of doing things. Um yeah. and yeah, like Death Triangle and uh, the Elite have actually kind of cracked that code a little bit. Well, this was an unbelievable, absolute, like no question, five star opener to this. Mm. Um. And I've seen both of the matches they've had since, and they have both been, I wouldn't say they're both five stars, but they've both been incredible. And 
the main one thing of them was a little bit one of them was a little bit cheeky there where they were wrestling heel pretending to be CM Punk and then they had Kenny Omega bite uh... yeah and then I think they won with the GTS as well yes they did okay and tanked Kenta and I think who's, that's where where people are getting all these these different rumors and that from but uh but but like setting all that stuff aside because this pay-per-view represents the new start we're not talking about CM Punk anymore uh to have seven matches with somebody even if it's a great team you can have seven great matches but yeah they all blend the same I think the really impressive thing they've done so far is that Death Triangle and the Elite have had three matches so far and everyone has been great but everyone has been different completely mm. different yeah um, so this for me was fantastic very cool uh, yeah we covered Jade Cargill and um, and uh, Nyla Rose look it wasn't very good it wasn't terrible. It was eight minutes long. Um, look, here's, here's, and I don't want to damn it with faint praise, but here's what I'll say about it. It didn't damage Jade Cargill's streak. It didn't damage the TBS title. Mm. And I don't think it damaged Naila Rose. No. It wasn't a great match, but it came in a pay-per-view between two insane matches yeah and then another couple of so i mean the best thing you can probably say about it is it'll it'll probably just be forgotten and no one will actually be damaged by it fair fair um yeah okay so the next what do you think about the fatal four-way ring of honor match so, look you, you've said it all okay fair absolutely enough. sensational um, what about the uh, Mojo Wardlow match? The the only thing I would say very before we move on, because I know I know I've already kept you up half an hour more than I promised. We have we have we have ten <laughs> minutes of of this overrun. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, okay. Darren. The only thing I'll say is that okay. look, the the Ring of Honor stuff's good. It's working for me, but it needs an end point, right? Right. And I am hoping, I have my fingers crossed that on. What is it? Uh, at, some, at some point in December, they have a Ring of Honor pay per view called Final Battle. Yeah, I'm hoping that's. Oh yeah, that, of, that is yeah, that's end of December. Yeah, I'm hoping that's some sort of signal that from next year, all this Ring of Honor stuff, even if it's going to be an online only thing. Look, even if Ring of Honor doesn't get a TV deal, fine, take it off, make it its own thing, put it on YouTube give it its pay-per-views every couple of months. But look, match was great. Loved it. Loved the Ring of Honor title. Loved the whole thing with Chris Jericho and the Ocho. But we're, we're getting near the end here. We need to we need to separate AEW and Ring of Honor pretty quickly. Fair enough. Um, okay, we haven't got time to run through everything. So, okay. sell me on the main event. Okay, right. Before I say you in the main event, I just want to say, genuinely, one of the matches of the night, and I know that AEW gets a lot of stick for this over their women's division. Jamie Hader and Tony Storm was an incredible match. Jamie Hader was an absolutely inspired win 
inspired because she is so over with the crowd. And Tony Storm did something that I didn't think was possible. She did the the NXT sort of valiant baby face, almost, 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 but then losing. But she did it without it looking corny. So mm. this was a not only a five star match. This got the champion over. This got the ex champion over. This uh, it was brilliant. Uh, acclaimed and Swerving Her Glory again. Four star match, really good. But I've seen them wrestle four times now, and I need them to move on. Right. So the main event. Here we are, Dara. The main you're, event. You're seven minutes from bed. You're you're nearly, <laughs> you're nearly there, right? <laughs> this was a masterclass. Right. Not just in wrestling, but in storytelling. And the fact that, again, you have to view it in context, uh, because in this week's Dynamite, this whole story has, and I'm not going to spoil it for you, this whole story has progressed even more. Mm. So this match started with MJF and John Moxley coming face to face, right? And John Moxley slapped MJF. And I mean, it wasn't a wrestling slap. Wasn't a work slap. It wasn't a you hit me, I hit you, NJPW, Eddie Kingston slap. It was I have found you in bed with my wife, and he just took the jaw off him. Wow. They they worked this incredible match where MJF was constantly trying to prove himself. So even mm. though he's the heel, mm. he was working babyface. And even though Mox is the massively over babyface, he was working heel because MJF was constantly trying to prove himself as a wrestler. It's like I don't need, I don't need, uh, you know, people to interfere. I don't need weapons. I'm going to wrestle you one on one. I'm going to prove to to uh, William Regal that he was wrong not to give me that job, and I'm going to beat this clean in the middle of the ring. Right. And every time he looked like he was getting somewhere. Moxie would, would would come back and beat the living hell out of him. And it almost got to the point where MJF, one of the most believable uh, heels in all of wrestling, you were almost sympathetic for him because he was genuinely trained. He was genuinely showing that he could, like, old school wrestle, like ROH rules wrestle. And Mox was just too good for him. And Should knew he was it. too good for him. He kept like not even beating them, like slapping them down. Terrific match. And then the next thing, William Regal slides the brass knuckles into the yep. ring to MJF. MJF turns around and clocks John Moxley. And the crowd erupts. And it was just, it was a terrific match. It was a terrific story. It was the perfect ending. Look, bell to bell, it wasn't the best match uh, in ring, like on the card, but mm. much like the way the, the final match of Survivor Series wasn't the best match, but has the mo- had the most drama, yeah. this was a terrific match and had by far the most drama. Wow. Um, and what a hell of a way to end the pay-per-view. You know what, man? I, I, I love the way you, you, you run down... <laughs> More than the actual show. More than the actual show. I mean, 
Folks, that's what you listen for. I mean, he sold me on them. I, I, I watched something completely different, but I mean, the way he described it, marvelous, marvelous. <laughs> you're, you're a gifted story storyteller, so well, you're really Dar- Dara only likes these shows because um, Dara only likes my stories because we do them on Skype, <clears throat> and I keep my camera on, and I'm nude. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> now, there's an image that's going to keep you up at night. <laughs> but yeah terrific oh. show uh, high bar like we say for AEW shows 8.5 out of 10 I mean that's fair that's fair like I, what I'm hoping I'll tell you what I'm not, I'm not going to give it a grade because again I, it's unfair I don't think I reviewed the show properly I think your review of it is pretty pretty much more accurate than anything I would say what I'd say my hope is to close this out Martin I think um, as you said it's a reset show and I think I yeah. wasn't looking at it that way. Um, I hope it is a reset, and the next show from this, it's it's a much cleaner um, representation of where they're going. You know, I, there were good there were good spots throughout the hallway. True, there was more good than bad. I'll be honest with you, there really was. Well, what I can say is that ever since this show, the post show, which mm. everybody was on tender hooks waiting for. Uh, went off with a hitch and you had MJF actually kind of do a CM Punk he stormed in and he crushed everybody out and he grabbed his title and he ran off mm. uh, but Dynamite ever since this show has been so much more focused it's been okay. so much more clear but that's good um, it's really has good been the Dynamite that, like like this last episode of Dynamite is one of the best I've seen and like genuinely uh Go and watch it, and even if you don't watch, just watch the MJF promo. It's insane. But it's it's. Do you remember we were talking about how Raw is so good because they would set up like a, a like story a throughout the whole night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Between that the could... main eventers, and that would that's this ran this uh John Moxley and I won't say who, but somebody else. This ran through the whole night, and in Bro. while that was going on, you had the MJF stuff, and you had the Elite um Death Triangle. Best okay. of seven and man, it's, I, it's... I will. I, I'll have to give it a watch because I mean, if that's the way it's going, that's really good because that's. It seems like they have like because they had it for a while and they just lost it. And it, it yeah. honestly got like like I love punk, but it and I not saying this like out of several grapes written, but honestly, it feels like getting rid of punk has been the the best thing for them. I was literally just about to say it sounds like punk <laughs> losing punk was the best thing they've <laughs> had because it, it, it gave them their identity back. Because this, yeah. this same thing happened in uh, TNA when Hogan came in. They lost their identity for like five years. And then it took them five years to come back around. So, I mean, I think AEW have been like, oh, right, we need to go back to back to basics. And if that's what's happening, I'm really excited for the, the future of the show. Because, I mean, that was my fear where I'm like, oh, here we go again. But we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there, Martin. Again, thank you so much for the extended show. Again, folks, if you're listening to this on Phoenix FM, you have heard an edited show, which I have sp- probably spent about three hours editing uh, to get it down to uh, an hour. But uh, if you're checking it out and you, you want to hear the full show, because at the minute it's 90 minutes, you can go over to Nerdtono Media, the Wrestling Rewind, or the True Penny channel, where you get every single show unedited for free, unless we put a paywall up, which we might do eventually. Uh, <laughs> Did that... Royal Rumble awesome. 2000 is going to cost yeah, the Royal 60, Rumble 2000. Quid. 60 quid. <laughs> oh my God. But again, Martin, is there anything you want to plug before we get out of here, man? Uh, yeah, just before we go, 
um, given that uh, Daryl has been such a trooper um, and he's absolutely exhausted and he's, yeah. all he wants to do is to go to bed all I yeah. have to say to Daryl tonight is twinkle twinkle little <laughs> star how I wonder what you are <laughs> off I, you go to bed big man yeah, I appreciate the... it I appreciate it Folks, again, if you want to help on the show, you can you go over to uh, therestingviewline.com where you find all of our links or Nerdtown Media. And, and look, spread the word of the show. Again, um, if you like what we do, that really, really helps us. And we'll be back next week here on Phoenix and Two Points. Bye, guys. Bye, Bye, guys. listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.